This week, the Cantina crew is down a member, but we sally forth and cover Kira's crimson climb out of the sewers in E.K. Johnson's masterful new young adult novel, Crimson Climb. episode of cantina chronicles uh just to get it out of the way it's just uh ben and i in the cantina tonight uh, here we are unfortunately grant has caught a case of the coaxium pox it's a good one thank you good you did. yeah go did you come up with that earlier or just now uh, or? Uh, literally with five seconds ago because i realized oh oh no i i need to come up with something <laughs> clever and grant's not here so i'm really <laughs> i'm really buggered so did the best i could with five seconds <laughs> Not bad. I, I like it. I mm-hmm. like it. Yeah. Uh, poor Grant, man. Mm-hmm. It was something late and uh, we will miss him. Um, but looking forward to get his commentary on this book uh, in the future. Sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. So uh, here we are. Crimson Climb, E.K. Johnson. Um, what, a, you know, a, this is a, a you had said something actually, Adam, mm-hmm. in previous weeks that stuck with me. Um, you're saying, you know, you kind of threw it in like at the you know hour two and a half of one of our podcasts that was coherent at that point all right i'm, I'm so fascinated <laughs> to know what i said yeah it was it, you said you know you feel that like the young adult star mm. wars books sometimes are the best star wars or like the most star wars yeah i would say the most the most star wars yeah right yeah i like to measure my star wars on a, a scale of star wars um <laughs> just meaning like that seems fair in terms of like like not in terms of like what's the best literary or what's the best because my my argument will always be i feel like of all the series just just kind of give you an example of my scale of the disney plus tv series ahsoka to me feels the most star wars of any series so far and uh andor feels the least star wars of any star wars movie had before i loved andor that is not a slate on andor right, right? like yeah. i think it's i think it's wonderful i think i that's the one i want to re-watch like right now the most but in terms of like what make, gives me the Star Wars feels, it was Ahsoka. And similarly, I feel like the young adult novels because, I mean, at the end of the day, Star Wars movies are written for younger adults, I feel like. There's there's yeah. definitely stuff there for everyone, but it's we got we got hooked on it when we were kids for a reason, you know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that always seems to be, you know, they do seem to try to be four quadrant and really, you know, give something for the adults. Um, you know, yeah, like Andor is case in point and that is a very adult yeah. show. But yeah, I mean, traditionally, yeah, it's focused on kids and the, the kids are the main characters yeah. and, and, you know, everything that's going along with that. Um, but <laughs> yeah, this book, I mean, the last few that we've got have blown me away. And I, yeah. and I love E.K. Johnson stuff. And maybe it's just been a minute. I mean, she wrote uh, the Ahsoka novel, yep. which was fantastic. Yeah. And then she did the full uh, Queen's trilogy about Padme. Yeah. Which is amazing. It's, it's, which is fantastic. it's so yeah. good. And like she does... Um, 
she does uh I had the, I had the phrase down earlier my brain was thinking about but but she does uh character interaction really well in terms That's of just exactly yeah inner inner monologues uh people interacting she threads a needle that I'll talk about a little later that I didn't realize was a needle that needed to be thread in solo until I read this book um the, the other thing um that that I think she does well uh, the other thing I want to say too is about like young adult novels also it's 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 a bit of a it's actually the perfectly named type of book but maybe the most misunderstood in terms of like you hear young adult you think harry potter right and one yeah. of the things of uh harry potter who i forgot who wrote that oh well i guess i can't give them any credit uh who wrote those books is that um <laughs> the first one is written at the age of which harry is right. and every novel is so by the time you get to the end of that series i think harry's like 19 so it's written by like a 19 year old and so yeah. those are all young adult though, right? But but you if you go back and read like um, the Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone, depending on what country you're in, yeah, it's really easy reading. It feels like you're reading an eleven or twelve year old's writings, right? Yeah, and it's not because that author became better at writing; it's because they decided to increase the level. And and that's the point to say like E.K. Johnson is writing a young adult novel meant for teenagers or above. Like there is grisly, gruesome stuff that happens in this book. Uh, we yes. will talk about uh, Dryden Voice Voss's use of his weapons. Petars, yeah, the Petars <laughs> is 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 violent. Uh, I listened to this, by the way, and there's there's some interesting sound effects that happen throughout oh. the thing that I'm like, oh, that's enough. I need to hear that. Um, but also, like, I, I I think I've talked about this before. In new Star Wars EU, they're okay using current swears, which is odd. They drop an S bomb in this in this oh, uh, really? book, which which I I'm missed like, it. Yeah, I'm not like I'm not clutching my pearls or anything. I don't I don't have any problem yeah. with that, especially because if these are based on PG thirteen movies, fine. It's just it's just funny to read that, right? I never expect that yeah. in Star Wars, and it takes me out for a second. But that's just a point. Like you're not having an eleven year old reading this book, right? These are for, I would say, like PG thirteen or above, like a Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it didn't occur to me till late, late, late in the book, and I was like, oh wait, this is like a young adult novel. Mm -hmm. um, it's just I, I, I'm nothing. No part of this made me feel like this was targeted towards anyone younger than my old man self. Yeah. Um, the the only thing that I thought was missing, but I mean, it, it makes sense in canon. It's like there is zero sexual tension, love interest. No. Yeah, um, that's a good sexual point. advances between Dryden Voss and um, Amelia Clark. Sorry, I'm going to have to use their names interchangeably. Uh, yeah, Kira. fair enough. No, that's really interesting that you mentioned that. That's kind of missing because. A lot of it is remembering Han, and we'll talk about that yeah. before, but it's true. She has no at all romantic connection to anyone, right, in this yeah. organization. And and I was wondering if we were going to get lecherous Dryden Voss, and and it wasn't there, right? Like, yeah. I, 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 he is a psychopath, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and very much so, and he controls people physically, domineeringly, right, which is, I think, told – horribly accurate in this in this book of just him using his physicality to dominate someone who's so i mean kira is tiny because Amelia yeah. clark is a tiny human in real right. life and so does a good job of that but it doesn't feel sexualized or romantic right it just feels yeah. a power move yeah yeah and that was the only thing that stood out because i think there's so many you know so much media i consume that would naturally be mm -hmm. like well if we're gonna really make this bad guy a bad guy he's got to force himself sexually on yeah. his underlings yeah. and stuff um and that was absent. Um, but I, I, you know, I think that's like 
Star Wars can just do that. Be like, yeah. it's the galaxy far, far away. This yep. makes sense. You know, yeah. you don't know anything about them and what's going on. And it could be business yeah. reasons. It could be personal reasons, but it's not happening. No. Um, yeah. And it, yeah, it, it just, that was the only thing where I was like, oh, okay. But um, I, I loved this book. I loved every second of it. I yeah. ran it. I mean, I feel like I read it in like five minutes. I just, mm-hmm. um, I, I just such a joy to lay down in bed at night. And, uh, you know, it was one of those books where it was like, I'm just going to read one chapter and go to sleep. And I read ha- yeah. like half the book yeah. and I was like, whoops, yep. same, um, yeah. no regrets. Uh, so yeah, really fun. Um, and you know, just to be clear for our, uh, listeners, if you, you're listening to this and you don't plan on reading this book, um, it takes place essentially from the moment that Kira is left behind in the space um, port at the, uh, at the yeah. middle of the beginning, really of uh, the yeah. solo standalone yeah, right in the middle of the first act. Yeah. Um, and then it goes up until, and this spoiler walls up right now. So yep. we're going to uh, spoil everything. This, so yeah, everything's yeah. getting spoiled here um, until she does a job for the, the guy i forget how they actually refer to him but it's it's he's like the one above it's you know there is a force that's commanding five different um, all criminal factions syndicates which i think is a bit of a revelation well, i don't know this. about all but the fi- five big ones the five big ones yeah yeah it's uh you know the hot cartel black sun which was fun yeah uh, crimson dawn actually you know obviously yeah um and then the um who are the spice runners uh the um um this is where we miss oh the pikes the pikes yeah. thank you yeah and then um the uh one... the 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 crimera the crimara mora syndicate crimora yeah which crimora i've heard before and yep. it's not um and yeah i was looking through my notes thank you i for think it's that. the one that gets displaced by the <laughs> droid gotra Oh right, yeah, I think so there's because there's always there are droids in it, but the droid yeah. Gotra eventually takes them over. I mean, we just need more. I need to know more about the, cr- the crime syndicates because it seems like for some reason yeah. there can be only five. Like that is the rule right. of the land. It's like it's like you know it's like the Premier League of Soccer, right? Someone gets yeah. you know, goes relegated, for, relegated, and someone gets promoted. Yeah. And apparently the droid Gotra got promoted. Yeah, which is uh, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't really, you know, I think they're just trying to keep it simple for us, and it's not simple. We, I remember we had a whole episode when we, were, yeah. I think thinking about Solo before that movie came out, and trying to guess what. Oh no, uh, Mandalorian. Oh no, Boba Fett. <laughs> Sorry, right, it's all Boba Fett. Yeah, five years of podcasting think, is, yeah. is mushing into each other. Um, but yeah, and we were wondering what syndicates would be in there, and there's because there is like a transition of power that happens after the Empire falls. Um, and there's new, um, after, mm-hmm. you know, in the, like the Mandoverse after Return of the Jedi, there, there are new factions. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, but for this one, those are the big five, um, which are fun, you know, um, scenes with huts and all that. And then apparently, um, this one person is pulling the strings and yep. if you've seen solo, Cover your ears, casual Jason. Um, <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Hopefully you've seen it by now. Who knows? I know. Yeah. I know. I almost feel like I, mean, I just want to wait for him to do it, and then we should bring him on, because mm. I can't wait to watch Solo again after yeah. reading this book. Uh, me too. I almost watched yeah. it. I would have watched it if I had time, and I just finished it this afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is. You know, they, actually, so this book doesn't tell you who this person is. No. But we know from the movie that it's it's definitely Maul. Um, so it's it ends before the first time she meets Maul. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like, you know, if you read the epilogue, um, 
E.K. Johnson says hopefully there'll be more of these and that could mean more Star Wars books in general um, or more, I don't know, Kiraverse. I, I think more Kiraverse. I'm guessing, I mean, it, it felt very much like reading that first Queen's Hope. I can't remember. The names are yeah. not helpful to figure out first, second, third in it, the trilogy. Yeah. But, I mean, she seems to write these characters in trilogies. It seems like a very tidy way to end you know, part one, yeah. right? And then next is yeah. going to be her interactions with with uh, Maul. And um, I, 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 good for her for writing, hopefully there'll be more. Um, she is a known entity. Is She is someone who writes yeah. really well for Star Wars. So my guess is that book's already written <laughs> and I'm just waiting for the announcement. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That'd uh, be cool. Yeah. You had actually mentioned this earlier on before, when we first started talking about this book and it came on our radar that she might hopefully could do another trilogy like she did with Padme Amidala, mm-hmm. um, which is, I mean, that's, that's ambitious because there's been so much written about her in the comics afterwards. It would probably, she'd probably have to squish it all in this weird time period. Um, yeah. Transitioning from white worms to, cause like really where she is at the end of this book, I figure Han Solo could come waltzing through the door at any time. Um, but well, wait, so you mean by the end of the uh, epilogue or – oh, you mean by the no, end by of the, the main? End. Yeah, because yeah, we don't know how much time is between because, – because there's no real years or dates given how much time she spent in these areas, right? It's kind of like – just yeah. kind of skips ahead a little bit. But, but it's almost in real time. Like it's yeah. like and then this happened and this happened and today I did this and the next day I did yeah. this. And then, so you it, know, there's it, not a lot of time jumping right? in this novel, and it feels like cool. How much time – because we jump – how long in solo we jumped like 10 years right after kira and han split up off to double check but it's 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 a bit of time when they jump because he's supposed to be like a teenager and then through the armors maybe it's five years i gotta check the timeline i'll check the timeline in a second yeah uh, i should have checked that well it's harder too when there's like two of us because usually this is where i would just go real silent and start googling <laughs> um, i'm just gonna do my monologue now yeah exactly but but i feel like there's there's time in terms of there's still plenty of ground to go, I feel like. And 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 because you're not specifically saying time frame in this, and we don't know when Kira first met uh Maul, that you could easily fit two more stories in here. Because in reality, like you like I feel like that happened with um the and, and I can't remember, but I feel like that happened with the handmaiden's tale, the or the handmaid's uh, yeah, the tale that like shouldn't say it that way. Uh the the Queen's <laughs> uh guard tale. Uh, yeah. series that like the first book covered a lot more time than the second two books i feel like this the second yeah. and third books were really really just focused on a single mission very short period of time <clears throat> which i'm i'm hoping we get a little more of that i i really like her character development her character study i guess let me say now before i forget kind of the the thing that i the needle that i needed threaded or didn't realize any thread is that like so in solo you know we get han's side of the Weirdly, Han seemed obsessed with Kira. Like, I'll come back for you, right? And then in that movie, it almost seems like he completely kind of forgot about Kira until like bumping into her uh, on the on the Vermilion, right? Like that, to me, yeah. you watch that movie, it's just like, which is like, you know, he's escaping from being a soldier. It's not like, you know, yeah. whatever. We don't get much of his inner monologue, and um, and then we meet up with Kira, and she's instantaneously charming. She seems to actually care for Han, and then leaves him at the end of the movie but like yeah. i watched the i watched every time i watch that movie and i've watched it a lot it's one of my like go-to comfort star wars movies i don't ever begrudge kira's move right it never feels yeah. like you never dislike the character 
and I think this book did a good job of kind of painting out that why. Like, like she does have Han. Like, there's this really sweet through line through this oh, book. Yeah. Every She's time she needs to smile, all she does is think about Han. And anytime yeah. she needs a genuine smile, it's <laughs> it's it's really lovely, right? Yeah. Um, but you also get why that same person would then, even after getting back together with Han, leave him, right? Like, yeah. just he she is so yeah. desperate in this. It's all about survival. This whole book is about her learning to be constantly in survival mode. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a little hectic like that because, you know, just how she survives the white worms, they should have really put her to death for what she had done. And she squeaks through that. She gets sold off into like slavery for some other scumbag and weasels out of that. And then, and then starts to be able to use her smarts and her abilities um, to, to make something of herself. And it feels so real. It's so visceral. It's very visceral. Yeah. That's a perfect word for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right there with her and it's like, she's scared all the time. She's starving all the time. She's cold all the time. Like, yeah, it's just written beautifully and it's so easy to follow along with and, um, and be in her corner. Yeah. Um, so yeah, super great. Um, so the answer is three years because okay. uh, Han Solo was in the military for three years. Three years. Okay. Which is, you could almost say like, this feels like year one. Yes. Exactly. Right. And then maybe year two, year three, like you could absolutely do that because it doesn't feel like a ton of time has passed. Right. It sounds like, yeah. it sounds like months between being traded quote unquote between these yeah. groups of individuals. Yeah. Um, yeah, and if you want to know about Han Solo in those three years, um, there is a short run of uh, comics yeah. called Han Solo Imperial Cadet. Right. And they're fantastic. They're really good. Uh, they also introduce you to... Rylard uh... uh, Valance. Rylard <laughs> Valance. Yay, our favorite character. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah reintroduce yeah. Uh, the Star Wars world to Rylard yeah. Valance, who will never die, apparently. I don't um, know. Hopefully we're coming to an end based on the comics, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So fantastic stuff. One of um, my favorite things, like in addition to her fantastic writing um, and how she writes characters and interactions, um, she did like a she she pulled something out of Chuck Wendig's like folder. And maybe she did this in um, the Queen's. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. But there are these little like all in ta- all italics uh, mini chapters. Yep. And they tell about various parts and various times of her history with no context. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they conclude with one of these um, as well, um, which was super fun. Um, a lot yeah. of them are just like her and Han, you know, scrapping around some stuff, you know, some scenes we've seen um, right. in the film, you know, but from her point of view and in her monologue and, and what's going on there. Um, and then at the end, it actually pushes ahead a scene which was just a couple of pages at it was like one cell i think at the end of crimson rain yeah or yeah, the it, end of hidden empire hidden empire yep exactly right. hidden empire yeah so which so it, run, which we yeah. just talked about four episodes or so ago i feel like but yeah. a little while ago but yeah so we get this thing where we we jump ahead in the comic and the book to the end of return of the jedi after the second you know yeah. death star is destroyed and and I love that we see her in the comic. We see her at a bar, just kind of drinking alone in a booth by herself. She looks somewhat despondent, right? And yeah. and this and this and I just there's one of the behind the scenes I just need to know what came first, right? Or was it in parallel discussion this scene? Because yeah, the the writing and the look are perfect in terms of what's going through her brain, which is basically like like she just 
failed. She failed and someone else, you know, yeah. got the win and she didn't do it and and no one will know. But the the thing about this, it's just like it's also like <laughs> I just want to be like Johnston is just like I feel like she wrote this to be like I dare you not to give me a sequel. Yeah, yeah, right. Like I dare you to not let me answer this question because she sees someone walking up to her at the bar and yeah. and it's just like I knew it would be you, basically, is kind of the end of it. Yeah, and all you know is there's a hand and a sleeve and a robe, which yep. is pretty much anyone in the galaxy. Be anyone. It's, yeah, and that uh, that's a nice, fun mystery that she doesn't have to answer if she doesn't want to. But, um, you know, after – and I'm sure – I think the, the comics came first. She credited mm-hmm. um, a lot of the comic writers, not just the ones that – people that worked on her series, like other – Writers okay. as well. It was like yeah. Sewell and Pack and Yeah, and Sewell was the main force behind the Crimson Rain yeah. uh or Crimson yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A Hidden Empire. All of those, I think. I think he yeah. does and Dark Droids. All of those. He does the kind of the main ones. Because he's a creative uh he's like the creative person over at Star Wars now. Like he's brought in for sto- creative storyteller, even in the movie T V stuff and then everything. They're, then they're listening yeah. to us too. Cause it's like, I mean, I could make a six or seven person Mount Rushmore of Star Wars writers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, it's just money in the bank. Whenever they make anything, it's fantastic. And it doesn't mean yep. it's like, okay, in the background of this one scene in Return of the Jedi, there's a feather on a table. You need to give me, you know, yep. 600 pages. They'll be like, yep. And <laughs> yep. it'll be the most like yep. captivating 600 pages you've ever read. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, so, you know, speaking to the failure, just for other people, I'll just do a little procedural mm-hmm. comment here. Um I'm not going to sum up everything that happened, but ultimately we know in from the comics that Kira leads Crimson Rain, uh, Crimson, Crimson Dawn. Sorry. Right. Yep. Um, and with the, with the shadow mission of destroying the Sith, of yeah. taking down the fascists at the head of the galaxy. Yeah. And that's the key difference is she's not interested in getting rid of the Empire. She's kind of agnostic about rebels or or Empire. She right. just wants to end the Sith, which is really telling, right? Yeah. What she went through clearly with uh, Maul. Right, exactly. And Maul is the answer there. So that mm-hmm. dovetails perfectly with the Maul that we see after this book um, in, in right before A New Hope um, in Clone Wars season seven. Um, yep. We see some Maul and we understand that like he understands the full scope of things now in the Empire. And he also wants to take revenge against Palpatine. Um, yeah and, and Vader. well just palpatine at that point um, right but uh yeah um so you know it all all the pieces fit already right mm-hmm. we know that you know somehow and and I'd, I'd be fascinated to learn the dealings between like what sort of tutelage kira gets from maul yes me too yeah that's the other reason there's got to be a sequel to this book how do you not like yeah a, a, if you're star wars how do you not have that story be told because it's, it's not going to happen in a, a series it's just it's yeah. just not um which is fine um that's one of the one of the glorious things about being completest around star wars media is that like every time i know if i know something's not gonna be made into a tv show i don't worry because there'll be a comic or a book that i know i will read yeah and i have to say like this story i just as i was reading it i was just like i'm so glad this is a story mm-hmm. because it's like you really get into the characters heads in ways you yeah. can't do in other media and yeah. and it was fascinating like it was i just loved the inner workings of all the um random uh uh sorry you know like criminal factions and sort of yeah. how they operate how they 
you know, fit into the larger economy of the galaxy, um, yeah. sort of pecking orders and how they're created and how you maneuver within them. Um, and in, in, you know, like the different operating methods, different tiers, like obviously yep. Crimson Dawn is like first class organization ruled with an iron fist, but it is classy, um, before everything else. I like agreed. Yeah. I mean, I, I will talk about Dryden Voss in a bit, but I, 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 that's to me almost feels like the one missing element in all of Star Wars live action media, be it TV show or movie is like, like, okay, we got our rogues and our scoundrels and our Jedi and our politicians. We've gotten all of like main stories around those people, spies. Yeah. But we need something surrounding the syndicate. I mean, I know that's what, I mean, we can talk about George, George Lucas's, you know, fabled, uh, uh, series, TV series that he'd bit written all the scripts to and was just waiting for the technology to catch up, right? The underworld. Oh yeah. Star stuff. Underworld. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying like we should do that necessarily. I haven't read those scripts. I don't know if they're any good, but like, I, it feels like the element that it's also weird too, right? Because they're like, they know that's what George was kind of thinking of doing. It's, it's in yeah. just odd that we haven't gotten. So it seems like who wouldn't want that, right? Like Sopranos in space. Yeah, exactly. I bet they'd be, I would be fascinated to read those scripts mm -hmm. and see them come together. If yeah. George is bored and wants to do a pet project, I think that would be a great yeah. use of his time. Um, but uh, yeah, it is, it is sort of fascinating. And then specifically the like sort of higher end, um, you know, uh, criminals um, yeah. and sort of what the nice, you know, what the finer life in the galaxy looks like. Um, that's pretty cool. And we don't get yeah. a lot of that. It's, you know, usually people just scraping by trying to make a living and stuff, but it's like, I'd like to see these sort of high flying um, groups and how they work more than just like a background or a scene or a busted up you know, right? meeting or something. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. Yeah. And I know there's like the um, Guillermo del Toro uh, Java script yeah. or project, which was a great movie and fun to see, but like, I mean, we could talk about it, but like Dryden Voss and, and, and Crimson Dawn seemed like the perfect thing to tell because yeah. like, it's hard to watch a job of the hut series. The movie would be great, but like where he's the main character. Cause like he's gross. He's just gross. He's just gross all the time. And yeah. It's hard to like have any type of connection with him or be enamored by him. And I think Dryden Voss is like, I, I have to say hands down my, my actually I'll say my favorite um, post like my favorite star or favorite Disney era of villain. Like, yeah. cause it's just, you got to remove, you know, I mean, Palpatine Vader, come on, right? Like they're always going to be number one, number two in whichever order. But like post that, I think Dryden Voss is my favorite villain in star Wars yeah. because he's just something different. We haven't seen it before. And, and like, like superior acting, superior <laughs> acting. He's so charming yeah. that you like love to hate him. Like, like just any, and, and EK Johnson does such a good job with that character, that, that, that character style. And just this idea of just like this, this temper that, is boiling the surface seems fine and then explodes into violence. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 He's um, a fantastic character. I forget the name of the actor. I should know it. He's great in everything he does, but um, yeah, his dragon yeah. boss role will always be like my divinitive. Yeah. Star Wars dork, but no, uh, totally. He played the vision. Yes. The vision. I, I remember. I, I keep that. coming almost there and I keep, I keep losing. He's married. He's married to Jennifer, Con Jennifer Connelly. So like, I know everything about him. Can't name the actor for some reason. It'll come to us. Once First class again, podcasting, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, you're yeah. seeing weaknesses, the cracks forming when there's only two of us, <laughs> not three. That's right. Where is all our Googles happening here? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, 
yeah all right i'm not gonna do it while there, i'm there talking yeah. yeah um yeah so um yeah oh, but i want to i want to back up so we got to the bar right who's so who do you think oh she was meeting was meeting her at the bar or it's coming was was founder at the bar i'm gonna go with oh man does she die slymore was who i was gonna say like Ooh. one of the emperor's people was like i knew you were gonna do this interesting um, yeah, so yeah, yeah people on the inner circle that actually knew the the larger game that was going on during um hidden empire yeah um so i'm just gonna randomly pick and they all wear robes too i, I know like the four big ones died um yeah or the four that we talked about saint pestage and alu or salu or, right salute right, yeah those guys yeah um they all bit the farm on the death star too um but i don't think slimewar was there Masameda is also kicking around. Um, yep. You know, any oh, of wait. the aftermath people are still fair game. Yeah, Masameda is still around. I think in New Canon, he was at first like the figurehead of the Empire, like like the Empire before it officially was disbanded. Yeah. But he's he still would have been alive at that point. So he could have been, I think he was summarily executed at some point. Um, but he still would have been around then. Right, yeah, so he's still, but he's not him. like going into dirty bars and no. talking to people like, yeah. at the fall yeah. of whatever, because yeah. we don't really know what planet she's on. It looks kind of like Tatooine, actually. Could be right. It's just any it looks like kind of, a It does bit. look like Shaman's. Yeah, any dingy bar. Uh, Paul Bettany, by the way, is the Paul actor's name. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I and love. He begged those... his way onto that movie, and like, thank yeah, thank the force he did. Yeah, just I mean, it's it's because of Ron Howard. Like, because originally yeah. it was. Um, uh, the guy who played Omar and I can't think of, in the wire, I can't think of his name. Oh was, yeah. Was, yeah. Poor guy. I'm really bad with names tonight, but yeah, he was that like, he was supposed to be like a tiger guy. Yeah, right. And he would have been amazing. Uh, but it's one of those things where, and, and he shot most of it. And then the only reason they cut him out, I always like to say is because it's not like, it's not like Ron Howard came on and said, I don't like what he's doing. He literally, because of all that weird reshooting was committed to another movie. Couldn't come in to do reshoots. Oh right, and it right. was and they and it they can't like because yeah. of the character they can't it do it. Needed such so massive reshoots. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so so it was like Paul Bettany just kind of think texted uh, Ron, yeah, Ron Howard. Howard. He was like, "Hey, I I, I signed. Hey, is there any room for me on this on on the Star Wars? Are coming in?" And Ron Howard's like, "Yeah, do you want to play the villain? <laughs> like, just, yeah, we need, we need a villain stat. Like, is this you? Yeah, yeah. and he just killed it. I yeah, might, he was oh. so good." Yeah, I think that might be one of my holiday uh, watches. Oh, um, good call. Yeah, maybe I, solo. Yeah, maybe that'll be like a uh, bacon the turkey. Watch that while the turkey's bacon. Like, <laughs> my daughter will be home, but I think I can show most of that movie to my daughter. Yeah. I think there's like little things that I can kind of skip around. They she skip has most a, of the the gnarly stuff. The Terrascasi yeah. happens behind closed doors. Oh, we're gonna talk about Terrascasi. Yeah, uh, in a minute. <laughs> But so, yeah, I was I love that you went to kind of the dark side because I immediately went like Han. No, like I, I kind of eliminated that. Well, I mean, they, they have to be eliminated because they're on Endor. Like they're physically there. Oh, that's I've, a good point. It is happening. I mean, the when they're on scene Endor, so is can't like be when, any of them. Yeah. And it, she might have even said something about the. Um, no, you're right. Because they're the, like, well, there might have been a couple of days. There might have been a couple of days. They could be watching it on like the newsreel like footage, right? Like could be like, you know, after something like that happens, they're watching you watch CNN, that's all they're showing for the next 10 days. Because I had a thought because oh, that's such a good point. So all of my ideas are gone because they're all people on Endor. Because I literally was just like, well, I thought Han, I'm like, no, because they're gonna 
they are not going to allow anyone yeah. to tell that story on the off chance they're going to be able to put something together live action. Like that's a story they want to hold in their back pocket until yeah. it can't happen. Um, so then I was thinking maybe this dude, Lando, who's hanging out on my boom mic. Um, yeah. I was thinking Leia. Yeah. Um, because of like how much, like how much we see of Leia and Kira's interactions during uh, Hidden Empire and Crimson Rain is really fascinating. And yeah. I love that idea of like the two loves of Han. Yeah, like coming together. Always talking more than Han ever talked to his ex. Like I, I yeah. just like there's part of me feels like Han never reconnected with Kira. Like that yeah. seems like such a Han move. Like just never found her, never cared, just didn't thought it'd be too awkward. And like he the, shot, like, yeah, he, yeah. he made, did his shot, and she like ditched him, yeah. and he was like, "All right, yeah, that's it." Because I, I know lots of men whose exes talked more to each other, yeah. than, or like current yeah. wife and ex-wife talked to each other more yeah. than he did to his ex-wife. Like right. I know lots of people that have that story. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. It's just I tried to fit it in too, but like you think about all the people she interacted mm-hmm. with. Through, it wasn't just um, Crimson Rain and Hidden Empire. I mean, she was right. woven. That story was woven through all of uh, Bounty Hunters. Everything. She met Darth Vader. She met, you know, all of the Bounty Hunters, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I was like, it could be Nakano Lash. Um, I'm trying yeah. to remember the the witch. There's uh, like the... Um, the yeah, the 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 archivist. Archivist, yes. Yeah, yeah. And then the other one that's like, so all the Dr. Afra characters. Yep, yep. Um, like, like Philo, like uh, uh, Kaifo Ferris, though. Like, Kaifo Ferris, yeah, she's Ferris. one, but um, who, who was the one that used the Sith technology mm-hmm. but, but had no like force powers? Yeah, can't think of her name. Nope, never. Um, but yeah, so like that's that's the tier that it could go down into. Yes. It's yeah. like any of the you know, th- that was the funny part about Hidden Empire is like she hits the panic button and activates all of her like crimson rain um people and they're everywhere they're literally yes, they're in everywhere yeah they're in the rebellion they're in the empire they're all over the empire they're, they're literally hunters, helping they're... to construct the death star too like yeah. it's it's wild yeah yeah she's people everywhere and so you know it could be any one of them yep and what a great what a great thing to do as a writer because you're just like it teases but you know like it's one of those things like as a writer she might not even know yeah <laughs> she might not she might have like suspicions she might be like, it'd be fun if it'd be this. I have to check with Star Wars Story Group. But you write that, it it almost guarantees you a sequel, right? Especially if you're not talking about a movie, if you're just talking about a book. Yeah. And like, it could be, like you said, almost anyone in the Star Wars universe, and you'd be like, yeah, that checks out. Like, right. Kira interacted with them. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm guessing it's probably, it could be someone from this series coming back. Mm-hmm. But it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know who would have the resources or the Also, the everyone dies. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. You mean so, like in Crimson Rain? In Crimson. Oh, I mean, it's meant in 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 Crimson Climb, like in yeah. the book. Like, yeah. you just mean the series in terms of like the comic series or the book? Uh oh, in Crimson Climb they die. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but no, there's still some people kicking a couple. around. You yeah. know, so the first chapter of the book is um right after she's killed Dryden Voss, and actually, oh god, is it Vernada? I don't think I have the name of. The, I don't know who the. I don't know who the name of the character was that walks through the door. Is it her? Is like, it Marlo? Margo? Margo? There's Margo is the... Because Margo's yeah. in all the comics. 
She's her right hand. Uh, oh, that's Margo. Like crystal, okay. almost looks like crystalline, almost yeah. person. Like, yeah, I think that's Margo. That's is Margo. in all okay. of that. So, yeah, yeah, Margo sort of they climb, um, uh, sort of in parallel, and she becomes the concierge of the, the concierge. Light. Yeah. yeah, of the first light. Um, yeah, and then yeah, so it could be Margo. You know, maybe they. Well, no, because she was there yeah yeah that would probably be the most make the most sense to me yeah um and then what was the other one trinia is that her like her servant her like body person yeah her body yeah her body woman body servant <laughs> yeah and it, that, that sounds weird too but i know, know I mean. it all sounds weird when you're talking about when your first word is body yeah anything after that i'm sounds. trying to think of like what it was like in olden times men would have their yeah. Manservant. Like, I, I literally almost just said manservant because that's that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Because it's like, like the, how could anyone be bothered to get dressed themselves? I'm, like, I'm literally that's the thing I'm literally <laughs> trying to think about. Like I watched every single season of Downton Abbey and I'm like, what were they called? Is it valet? Valet? Valet. Yeah. Either valet or yeah. butler. But I don't think it's their butler because butler does the house stuff. And right. I think the valet is the body person. So I think it's valet. Somewhere someone's listening to this screaming. I know that guy who like, how could you be stuff? so dumb? No. Um, yeah, and I the know, answer is I picked up nothing easily. off of Downton Abbey other than like <laughs> the scene where Lauren Grantham uh, ulcers burst at uh, dinner. Barf. Oh, oh man, it is. If you watch it on a loop, it becomes the funniest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> it, I'm it, good, bro. I think I'm I, good. I mean, for like a stuffy. I mean, that show is actually not stuffy. It's actually really not because nothing in British British stuff is stuffy at all. You think it's stuffy, and then you start watching, it, and you're like, oh no, yeah, that repression is bubbling through. Right, uh right. like i don't know just if you if you don't mind watching someone spit up blood watch it it sounds gross it's kind of gross and then it becomes like what is happening in this show yeah <laughs> sorry cool all right well and well, that was downton abbey corner that's Downton Abbey corner that's, uh, <laughs> no no lightsaber corner you uh no. none week. lightsabers nothing. i know nothing shed a tear yeah. um and we've been kind of spoiled with lightsabers so i guess i can let it pass fair um yeah um just a lovely, lovely book. Um, yeah. You know, I do have uh, a list of um, our pillars. If you wanted to sort of run through the pillars and yeah. see what's up, uh, see if it. it checks the boxes. Because I'm, it's mostly for science and for me. So I don't even know if this is interesting. I love it to listen no. to, but yeah, um, it's kind of our for those who are somewhat newest listeners. We we went through and developed kind of like what do we think every Star Wars story has? Like, what are the key elements? The pillars. As the you pillars, say, the pillars of Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. And so every so often when we get kind of a new thing, we'll kind of go through and check it off. And it's in some ways, I always feel it's, it's like less of a test of the thing we're talking about and more of a test of our rating system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I know since you're everyone's asking for this. Um, let, yeah, let's we do can, it. We can do it quick. So uh, Heroes, yeah. Heroes Journey. A hundred percent. Right? Like, it's there. Yeah. Do you want to do the rating system? We could just say yes Refusal or no. Refusal of the call? I don't really know. But, I mean, yeah. We, yeah. we need to go through all the points. But no. yeah, it's there. She's but I mean, and she's a hero. In terms of the light, I mean, maybe it doesn't fall into the exact cycle put by Buck Campbell. But it is, you know, someone who is reticent to do what she's doing and then becomes fully into it. It's almost the anti-hero's journey. Yeah. But it's now I'm like, now I want to write a book called The Anti-Hero's Journey. That's really nice. Let's Let's workshop that. Not on the academic is just like, oh, I, I should totally watch all of the anti-hero stories and see if there's like a different journey. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. I think it's I think the hero's journey is there. Yes. OK, good. 
Um, out of galaxy references. I, again, this is a weird pillar that I feel like we might have retconned out of here, but I mean, everything is sort of out, outer galaxy references, references, but books is a little tougher not to crack. I got one. Okay. The last chapter just turns, or the last couple chapters turns into Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh, yes. Like, yes, there absolutely. are literal booby traps taken from Indiana Jones movies, right? And yes. so I, that's what I think it is. Like, I, I, I would always argue the outer galaxy references keep it in there. Like, Star Wars is. Yeah. an homage i mean it started out as homage and yeah. lucas fully admits it and talks to him I mean, just watch hidden fortress right like yeah and so i feel like every main star wars has to have an homage to something and this has total indiana jones uh raiders of lost yeah. Ark. Uh, it, and again or, again uh, in the epilogue she like mentions it she's like i get to do this awesome like she's just <laughs> like i'm just like just because she wanted to write that and she did it beautifully and um, yeah, and it fit for what they're trying to do. Okay. Yes. Uh, government, politics, economics, and trade. Yeah, I mean, like there hmm. is a lot of the the economy of um, of what it's like to have a criminal organization, especially yeah. with Thorum, and then like when they have the leak, and it's like they have trade routes, and they're busting unions, and they're like, you know. Yeah, it's 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 it is about organization, right? And I think and I think this is the 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 biggest look we get at what the five crime syndicates under mall looks like, right? Like that, that party scene, um, which is an awesome scene where all the, just all the people from the different five, five crime syndicates and turns into a disaster. Um, (laughs) turns into a bloodbath. I, so many people die horribly. Yeah. Yeah. But I, but I feel like that is, it's not all of those things, but it is, it is a major organization that has influence in the galaxy. So I think it, I think it, on a technicality definitely fits there. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, ensemble cast probably don't need to spend too much time with that. Totally, her ensembles have a way of dying, uh, but yeah. they're there uh, for yeah. sure. That's like we've yeah. got the we've got the slicer, and we've got the pilots, and we've got the heavies, mm-hmm. and we've got you know all that. Yep, um, yeah. So that's there. Uh, Master and apprentice, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Totally. I think I think I think the dried boss, like uh, like it's the dark side version of it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, or, you know, it's, it's not dark side yet. I mean, soon, you know, we'll see how much tutelage he gets from Maul, but you know, I mean, I guess they're, you know, they're more yeah, evil, evil, but, but it's also, it's also nefarious. that weird thing of, of her learning what it's like to survive in a syndicate through Dryden Voss, even if he's not teaching her, uh, out in the open explicitly, I guess is the word. I think he is teaching her implicitly through. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the way he kills people and what he does, like she learns the system and the game pretty quickly through watching and observing. Absolutely, absolutely. And we did sort of do the originally we were going to do these on three tiers, where it's either Padawan, Jedi Knight, or Master. Yeah, um, you know, so feel free to throw that in, especially on sure. this one: uh, droids, aliens, and monsters. Oh um, no, you know, the, yeah, Padawan. there are a bunch of aliens in the cast. Yeah, um, yeah the yeah. Hylobon, um you know, security guards, I think are those like cat creatures that they wanted to have, um, the original Dryden boss yeah. be. Yeah. Um, and there's Twi'leks and there's, mm-hmm. um, Rodians and, right. um, there's Zabrax. Um, yeah. So good aliens, number of aliens. It's sometimes harder to, to yeah. quote unquote see in books, but no, like no creatures, right? And Anything almost no droids. No droids I can think of, like a couple of that she comments on, but no. And yeah. she uh, she does she hacks a droid to like get some information, or actually, yep. she um, commandeers some, she liberates some droids, which is right. very much on um, you know the scale of solo, she, on the flavor of solo. 
she liberates a droid and then erases the droid's memory back before she liberated the droid. Is that right? I can't remember yeah. the, whole, the way. Yeah, that was just, the one that was a little bit questionable ethics, but she does yeah. liberate like three or four or five droids before that in a different scene, and they do end yep. up working uh, for them. Um, but not yep. major characters and no, no monsters. No monsters. Yeah, fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I would probably give that Padawan for that that That's... department, but. Me too, especially weird considering that like temple scene at the end that like when they were like, like you couldn't fit a, right. a creature didn't come out and kill a couple of them. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. On the like just free roaming creatures mm -hmm. in the like on that planet where they have the meeting that was unnamed, but it was like that deserted planet that if you go outside, you die. Right. Like that yep. actually could be an interesting thing. And then totally. then conspicuously absent creatures on the planet with the uh, Sith temple on it. Yeah. Yeah. You would think that would be. It's like, like she a, just didn't want to write it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're just been like been there, done that. Right. Like almost like sometimes when things yeah. are a pillar, it's just like I, I've done that so many times. I don't I don't yeah. feel like doing that. Yeah. Right. Um, Alien worlds. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Plenty of that. That was actually I loved this the landscape of that um planet where they all met. I love that they're like, mm. you can't really live here, but you can live here if you really mm -hmm. like try yeah. hard. You know, like, right? Exactly. It doesn't yeah. really support life, but it you can have meetings here or something. Yes. Yeah. Um, good versus evil. Yeah. Right. She wrestles with that. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's like it's 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 like yeah, I think it is because it's weird. As much as it's so hard with Kira, I still think she's a good person at her core and that's an interesting debate we could have right like i, I feel like it's yeah. a it's she's hard in such survival mode it's like people are dying thing, right? left like, and right it's... she's like i mean and even she admits it it's like one of her crew members gets yeah. framed for someone else's you know um mistake I... and then in she you know all she can think about is you know how what how this works politically for her in crimson dawn yeah, I feel like, yeah, totally, right? I feel like part of it is, like, she never does bad things for personal gain. Yeah. Right? It's for survival or, which is maybe the most evil thing, the greatest good, right? The right, greater good, right, right. which is difficult. But, like, she seems to, like, try to talk herself into being evil in some of the stuff we've seen in, I don't, well, I guess there's a couple things in Crimson, uh, or in um, uh, the Hidden Empire, yeah, there was that one where she had the she sent the orphans, out, or the remember yeah. the orphans oh, out. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Just like buy her some time or something, and they were like, yeah, or as a distraction, and yeah, she killed all the people on the on her fake like decoy ship. Yep. And yeah, yeah, she sent a lot of people to die, and especially during that panic button moment that we mentioned mm -hmm. before. You know, most of these people that were activated were caught and you know and yeah. executed yeah. as traitors. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I don't really talk. know that she's a very good character. No. Like, she's not. You know, there she is battling with her own internal moral compass at times. But yep. she's for the like most part, fingered, she's trying to survive. Yeah, she's not finger tenting evil like a Palpatine or a Dryden Boss yeah. or or many of these others. But but yeah. Anyway, but I think I think you're right. I think in this book, definitely good versus evil. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, these are grades mostly for ourselves and our rating mm -hmm. system because it's like it doesn't good versus evil doesn't always happen. And and these are the stories that I'm most interested in. And like the last book we read too, uh, you know, Inquisitor Red Blade, uh, Rise right. of the Red Blade, you know, it's a, it's an anti-hero story. And, um, you know, it's, you know, it's uh, yeah. bad I mean, things happening to good people, making good people into bad people. And that's sort of the way it goes. 
And I, I mean, it's interesting, right? Because in that book, it is, I think it's still there. It's just evil versus good, right? It's still, the yeah. story's still being told. Just evil is who you're focusing on in that story. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, swashbuckling? Um, Maybe a little harder, but I, it's hard not to have an Indiana Jones moment and not call it swashbuckling. Like have yeah. a temple raid or have a, you know, right. booby traps. Yeah. Yeah. That's swashbuckling to me. As dark yeah. as that was. Oh my God. It was such a dark scene or chapter or a couple of chapters there where they're yeah. going because it's just like death 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 <laughs> it's just like people being like and just like so nonchalantly at some point they're they're like there's a there's storytelling where she's like no one wanted to be in the front no one wanted to be in the back and until then, like the three people in the middle got roasted to death and then no one particularly wanted to be anywhere <laughs> like it was just yeah. really well written just like oh this is and it dire. was like it actually was written a little bit like martin um the way he wrote about uh reek where it's sort mm. of like you know, Reek is dealing with his own, he, it's like his POV, but he's so like PTSD, just like broken, like, seen broken from trauma. Yeah. And it's like the trauma of that experience. Like that's what's happening with Kira. I feel like the trauma of that experience, she's just like, nope, have to survive, have to compartmentalize, can't think about these things, have to keep pushing forward. And it's like, it, it adds its own vibe. And, and her it, like evaluation of boss, Dryden boss in that moment is kind of amazing because she's like, he didn't set us up because he wants us to exceed, succeed and get this for yeah. his boss. But he does not care that any of us died. Right. Like it's just yeah. it's fascinating of just like just this idea of just how, you know, little they matter to him yeah. at that moment. Yeah. yeah. Which is so great about his character, because like whenever he sees them, he's like, oh, my goodness, thank you. You are the beating heart of Crimson Dawn. I appreciate your sacrifice right. so much. He's like faux earnest like comments and he's like but you know they just like you don't care if any of yeah <laughs> so i may not i know there's there's a chance i may not get to watch solo but i think before bed tonight i am going to at least on my phone watch every dryden boss there you go scene in solo because that's all of like five ten minutes it's not yeah. a ton but it is oh there you can probably I, I find it on the youtube probably i remember sitting there in the theater and just like eating that up those scenes where he's just like oh kira i'm so glad you're okay i was so yeah. worried about you. those moments are just so good and she's like yeah Ugh. remember he yeah. eats that oyster he's eating like oysters with that little little yep. fork oh yeah oh, love yeah. him no yeah she you know yeah ek mentions at the end how fun he was to write and you could tell she's reveling mm -hmm. i mean that was the most fun for me was their interactions because it's like fraught with peril but like he's such a rich character and yeah super fun uh the force this is a hard one, but it's there, right? It's there. It gets it in under the wire. Yeah. Right? It's one of those things where I literally was thinking about this whole thing. I'm like, oh, we're not going to get any force. It actually, actually, it reminds me a lot like Solo, a lot yeah. of Solo, where yeah. I'm just like, we're not going to get any force stuff. And then suddenly at the very end, though, I mean, I, we don't need to re, like, re go over, relitigate, you know, him, Maul lighting his lightsaber in Solo, which is like my least favorite movie moment in any Star Wars movie. <clears throat> but, um, I'm actually fine that he's in the movie. Anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's all good. It's good. It's good. It's great. Yeah. Uh, but it's perfect. It's the best thing that ever could have happened in the Star Wars. Oh, movie. now you're lying. Uh, so, but in here, it felt like it made sense, right? Like Maul's trying to collect force artifacts, which this seems to be an extremely powerful force artifact that I don't yeah. know what they're going to do with because it just basically kills anyone attached to the force if they touch it. Yeah. It seems to be the the end of it it's a yeah it's a oh see this is why you know one of the main reasons i wish grant was here because i want to make a man thing reference from marvel 
Sorry, buddy. And no one's going to get it. But everyone, you know, you know, you, you have to you know, put it anyone, in your pocket. Anyone who touches the man thing, the man thing burns those who know fear and everyone knows fear. So everyone burns at the touch of man thing. Oh, right. Well, yeah, I'm sure right. there's a, there's some relation there. Yeah. Same like this. Anyone who has any connection to dark side burns and every force user has some yeah. light connection to the dark force. The dark. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it, it was very unclear because it was so funny that, you know, our POV with Kira, she's completely ignorant of the force. Completely. Right. That's fascinating. Right? She's like, like I don't know what, what are they cultists. called? Like, she's never yeah. even heard the word Jedi before. Like, right. Yeah. She's like, I don't know, some religion. Like. It's like, okay. Um, but, you know, but there were some moments there. So the way that she got into the temple was very using force, the force like. Um, but I, I think it was like yeah. more you found the right spot. And then in like the force probe allowed people that weren't force sensitive in. Yeah. Is my head canon about what happened, I, why she was, how she was able to open the secret door in the obelisk. Right. And able to touch the artifact and only feel like slight pain or some yeah. pain not not crippling but like it is fascinating right but i guess you yeah. know i guess to you know to quote i mean and also ahsoka helps us with this like the force yeah. is in all of us right so right. we all have some amount of force so even like she has no force sensitivity whatsoever but there's still force within her so she still right. feels a little bit of it and yeah, i mean would. that that scene is like very much she's like i don't know i could just feel this thrum and then i just like let it into my body and whatever yeah um, there was also another quote I pulled. Um, Trinia is kind of interesting. Um, her manservant. Um, I'm just going with that. Uh, the, the quote is like uh, from Kira. Uh, How are you always so close to what I'm really thinking? Kira asked. It oh, was, I, I totally say that. Keep going. Yep. Yeah. It was as much as she could say uh, without admitting it was true. Oh, said Trinia blithely. I'm just good with faces. It was probably mm -hmm. a great deal more than that. But she said it so easily that Kira didn't mind accepting her explanation. And yep. yeah, I'm like, well. No, no, no. Maybe she's a little more than good with faces. Yeah, someone's force sensitive. Someone has some connection, right? Yeah. Someone. No, I had the same thought. I'm like, that's great to add that in there. Of like, I love that storytelling of like what happened to all the force sensitive yeah. kids and other people after Order sixty six that weren't like weren't Anakin Skywalker, weren't gonna like blow up the midichlorian test, but probably were enough to be admitted as as Padawan in or yeah. younglings in in uh, the the temple. Yeah. Um, can we talk also, so on this planet, the Sith planet or the Sith temple, she runs into a corpse. They run into a corpse. Yep. And so Grant texted, uh, we were talking a little bit earlier uh, before he was uh, incapacitated um, about what she found. But I just want to read the description of it and 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 just confirm what we're thinking. So, right. uh, so runs into a corpse and says the helmet was a design she didn't recognize. Um, it was black and fit closer to the skull than a stormtrooper or clone helmet would. Uh, it had been designed to look sleek with a silver front piece that still glistened in the dappled uh, sunlight under the under the trees. Uh, that's really nice writing. Um, lines had been carved in a grid pattern over most of the helmet's surface, and the eyes of whomever had worn um, uh, the and the eyes of whoever had worn it would have been covered. Um, so Grant said that's an inquisitor. Is that what you got from oh, that? Oh, I, you know, I didn't think Inquisitor. I, my first thought was Mandalorian. Um, yeah. Not that that would make any sense. My second thought was uh, a Knight of Ren because it was That's like black with like grid. The grid, right? That's, yeah. I thought, I thought a Knight of Ren, right? And there's nothing, Wikipedia is failing us. There's no unidentified yeah. 
anything that helps us. So yeah, super interesting. But I think Inquisitor makes the most sense because as we know from the last book we just read, the Inquisitors are, you know, they're they're all trying to hoard their own uh, Sith relics for their yep. own gain. Right. And that's the name of the game and it's totally accepted and it's just like, yeah, you keep what you find or, you know, no, yep. you give the Emperor everything you find except, but if you want to hold something back, people do that. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do not put it past EK that she's tying in all of these things. Like she tied in, you know, what happened in the Ahsoka series with the Force being in all yep. of us. She brought in the Inquisitor, like an Inquisitor to like, you know, what's going on there. That makes, I mean, the Inquisitor makes the most sense. So yep. um, even though he can't be here, uh, Grant is adding yep. to the conversation. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, I have two more random appearances yeah. questions. Um, yes. One is looking through Wikipedia because I was trying to, I was scrolling through trying to find if like they had a call and whether it was Inquisitor or Mandalorian or whatever. Yeah. But they, um, and I'm sure I just missed this. They have like a straight up appearance, not not like mentioned only. Doc Ondor? Yeah, Doc Ondor was there. I missed it. When did Doc Ondor pop up? He was um it was early okay. in um uh Kira's rise through Crimson Rain. Like she wasn't really a, she wasn't a lieutenant yet. Um mm-hmm. but it was like one of her first meetings like parties um with with Dryden Voss and he Dryden Voss introduces her to Doc Ondar. Okay. Um, cool. And so, yeah, yeah he's, it, you know, because and it just makes sense because like he has, you know, the the hallmark of Voss's office is he has all these antiquities, these right like, I, from all over the place. So it I makes love sense. it. Yeah. Yeah. And Doc Ondor. Also, if you want to watch like the or read the Doc Ondor's Denim and Tookity's, uh Comic limited series. series run. Yeah. Uh, super worth it. Really great. I, I love that character like just very much just i'm a collector and like yeah. just does not care about who he's selling to or doesn't have much scruples um also looks very impressive in in real life if you go see him go yeah. visit him love a good um, authorian mm-hmm. uh the other thing is it's not it's not you know it's not uh uh it's not anywhere on wikipedia but i just want to read a quick quick quote um the the mizzy and a giant with pincers instead of hands yeah yeah, I was like trying to envision this, and it was just oh wait, oh my it's god, Herm's second scissor punch, Herm scissor punch. Yeah, it's wait, gotta be he Therm was in Herm yeah, scissor punch from solo. from Solo. Yeah, it's got to be right. Like it's not a quote, but I mean, like that's got to be a reference, right? Because that is like yes. that is the best character. I mean, like we, I mean, there's something early in our run because yeah. remember, like they released, um, cat, like it was a through, was it through like Taco Bell like released like cups or released like character cards. Do you remember that? And like, yeah. we all went nuts. Like I remember being around your, your table at your old house. Yes. Losing our blank about Therm's scissor punch. Therm's on scissor punch. air yeah. for a long time. I think we even did an advertisement or a bumper with Therm's scissor punch. We did. Oh yeah. Well, we used to try to be like creative and fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah that's pre, pre pandemic. Um, pandemic free kids. Yeah. Free yeah. Yeah. Um scissor, I Therm, think of course punch, it's Therm right? Scissor Punch. Yeah, yeah. Of course it is. Great catch. Oh, you know what? Am I able to edit Wikipedia? Because if so, I'm just gonna add them in here. I'm just yeah. gonna add them in here. Yes. I don't worry, I'm gonna do it on air, but I, I will do it after we're done recording. Please do. Please do. Yeah. The the people need to know. Yeah. Um oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah. Um, love those characters. 
Um, I'm going to keep going here uh, with it. heuristics. Um, yeah. Next one, again, my favorite, honor what came before, presage what uh, comes after, always expand. I feel like this is a real one. This is a real one that mm-hmm. they all have to like check yeah. the box because they're yep. so consistent about doing it. Yep. Um, and yeah, and she does it beautifully with that that little epilogue chapter. Yeah. Um, you know, it does expand and it pushes the timeline forward for Kira in another unknown time. Yeah. Um, I, I think you're right. I think that especially new EU is really an important thing where it's not just none of these are ever just telling an untold story. Yeah. You know, to just fill in the blanks. It's always adding to the canon in an important way. Or like you said, I mean, it, it, it ends on something that like confirms like it's wild, right? Because you, you you finish the end of Hidden Empire, and it's just again that comic book series is just Kira sitting sadly at a bar, and you're almost like, I guess that's the end of her story. She's just gonna like yeah. drink herself silly, and like this ends with this like, oh no, like like just literally like, like you said, one panel later, someone walks in and pulls her into an adventure again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, which is great. I love that for her. I love that for Kira. Just yeah. always. I mean, you know, even though she's like kind of gone into hiding after the failure to defeat the Sith that, you know, she must have, I mean, she can't really show her face anywhere. Yeah. Um, so pretty wild. Um, yeah. So they did great with that. Uh, legacy and family. Again, we're dealing with orphans here mostly, but yep. Definitely legacy. Right. I think so. I think legacy, I think family, I think because one of the things that she talks about is what she's talking about the, um, the the white worms right when she talks about the worms it she talks about as like there's no friendship here other than han right it's all survival it's all just trying to out out better each other same thing when she goes to the secondary character they can't remember but when she gets to dryden voss there's the first moment of her realization of just like oh no we're actually friends that doesn't mean some of us won't try to kill each other but like i have friends here right and it feels like that kind of you know found family in a way that she that all of them die. I loved all those chapters about her, like just like getting new clothes and like yeah. having a room for the first time. And like, they're just like oh. really special um, yeah. chapters that meant a lot. I always want to say, uh, EK Johnston, we, we talked a bit about what we talked about, uh, the, the Amidala's, uh, I'm going to call them the Amidala's now. All right. That sounds better. Cause that's what they call them in the thing. Uh, is that like, she, the, the author, E.K. Johnson, spent a lot of time writing about the clothing, the, the clothes. Oh, um, yes. And yeah. and if you watch her, if you if you follow her on Instagram, she is a clothes horse. She loves clothes and, and fashion okay. and does a lot of it. And she's also actually really seems closely connected to um, um, like oh, the name just literally dropped out of my head. I was I was in the middle of a sentence. The woman who plays a, so Ashley Eckstein. Eckstein. OK, yeah. Um, has a clothing line called Her Universe or Her, yeah, Her Universe, oh. which is an awesome clothesline. Their their thing is like uh, people or women, or people who identify as female, um, all shapes, all sizes, every type that you can get, super fashionable and also super geeky, like related to geek culture. Yeah. Um, so that's her big push. She does a lot of designing for them. And E.K. Johnson likes to show off a lot of the clothes that she gets. I see her like crediting them all the time. So she loves fashion and clothing and so to watch her kind of wrap it into these things in a way that feels organic to the characters is super fun yeah no i I, anything having to do with design i'm just such a fan i just like yeah whether it's like cross sections of starships or like the outfit like clothing design or the you know the um 
it biomes, you know, the, mm-hmm. the horizon line and like, you know, just flying into new landscapes, um, landscape architecture. Like I just, I, I don't know. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things about star Wars. I just, I don't know why I just drink it up because it's so intentional and it's yeah. like, and, and, um, and it, it, and varied, but yet, yeah, I don't know. It just, yeah. and it, I, it's fascinating. Very similar. I'm like, I'm a process nerd. Like that's yeah. what I realized the older I get is like anything that like I watch any documentary, anything you're writing about process, something I don't care about, I care about. So like when you go deep on just yeah. fashion or anything else, I'm like, yes, please. Like, this is amazing. Yeah. Like, I love this. And just, you know, I, it, you know, side note, I think the last time we talked, I did finish the two towers. Um, oh, good. Like, like great. Because so much of Tolkien is process nerd. Yeah. Like yeah. he's a process nerd. Yeah. Like, just like, tell me, yes. Oh my give gosh, me three yeah. pages on the backstory of this. And I'm like, yeah. Love it. Yeah, he's you like know, and he then, was um yeah. I forget the the word for it, but it was like he studied languages. That was that was his thing. Yes. Yeah. Which is the nerdiest thing of any nerd ever. Um yeah. Um yeah, I, I went to a semester or uh, abroad in New Zealand actually with a linguistics major. And um Janos, mm. he's a real G. Um but but right. another tier of nerddom that I I didn't know existed. Um, so yeah. All right. Uh, then we have wars in the stars, or in this case, we have no wars in the stars. No, this is missing. Um, I mean, but I'm a, it, it's, yeah. it's a the crime syndicate war. I mean, not really, not really. Cause they're not even no, warring. I, I mean, there was I'm like not a gonna coup, give it to them. you know, no. but, but that's there's okay. Again, conflict. there's conflict. The other thing too, is <laughs> I will say when we talk about books or comics, I do not feel like they need to hit all of these right like i feel like there's more room for this um to me it's more of like a movie if you're going to make a star war movie or tv series within the the full run of your series or full run of your your movie you have to hit all of these with this i i more applauding that that you get through if you're able to check off like more than half of these i would say like it's oppressive so but no this one is missing there's it's gone there's not not there any it's just not there which is okay which is that's not what the story is asking for it would feel weird if you suddenly had a space battle in this movie in the middle of this this of course and then that's you know what makes the novels great is because you're you're going to the internal wars the mental wars. yeah exactly (laughs) um yeah yeah so that's it the last one's iconic music obviously that is not fair to ask of a book um Mm. so uh yeah that's pretty much it um any other um, grab bag comments or stuff um, that uh, we didn't talk about? I've, I've got a couple, um, if you don't mind me. Okay, what do you got? Yeah, um, go for it, please. So towards the end of the the novel, Voss is sort of telling her um, what role she's going to play and what role... Um, mm-hmm. Let me see. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, no, again, they don't. I'm trying looking for a title for Maul. Like, I forget what they call him exactly. Um, but the, the quote is, oh yes, Voss says he's going to be very pleased with you. The syndicate heads are all too busy and he hasn't found anyone trustworthy enough to fetch him the artifacts he wants. You are perfect. We'll just make sure that next time you have a better crew or a more expendable one. Um, and I, (laughs) I wrote down best job ever. (laughs) Like, honestly, this would be a top five, like gig for me in star Wars. It's just like, you've got to go fetch Sith artifacts for, um, for Darth Maul. I'd be like, yep. Let's go. I, Give me a ship. It's so good. Some resources. And it, again, it it begs for sequelization because that's what you want, right? Is like I just want to see the next four quests she's she's put on. And like part of me is is like again, not to tell a writer how to write or what to do. No, and go on. This. 
Ignore me. I'm <laughs> dumb. I've written exactly zero books. Yeah. But like to have like the next novel be intermingling between her like discovery of Maul or training by Maul with a mission yeah. would be kind of amazing. Like yeah. mission, come back, learn a lesson from Maul. Mission, come back, learn a lesson from Maul. It would be kind of a really fun way to to do that that book. B.K. Johnston, do whatever you think is best. It's better than whatever I'm thinking. But like yeah. that just would be a fascinating way to, yeah. to tell that and story. And then you'd get the sort of power struggle between yeah. Maul and Dryden Voss yeah. sort of getting possessive yeah. over her. Um, this is my my guilty, and, and I'm embarrassed to be saying this um, on this podcast, but I've been watching in my spare time suits on Netflix <laughs> because it's there. It's problematic. Right now, my wife, as we're doing this podcast, is watching Suits. Yeah. I think she was watching season five, episode three. Oh, my goodness. So she's ahead of me. All right. Good. Well, I feel a little better about that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I can't help myself. But this this book, like, had a lot of Suits moments. It's like, not really, you know, characters you can't really get behind 100%. um, Right. You know, like, they're following the law or whatever, right? And she's, like, trying to maintain whatever integrity they're economics of a crime syndicate you know whatever it's it's not very virtuous stuff here um sure. but you know but that it's the constant infighting amongst mm-hmm. themselves is always the biggest threat um so yeah that's sort of that's the vibe i get off this book is a lot of love suits i'm sorry ek johnson you're you're better than that <laughs> yeah I, I, yeah i mean hey you know to be compared to a very successful cable television show that's ran for i asked my wife how many seasons she said like a bajillion oh really i think was her reaction like she's already on season five and i'm like is this almost done yet she's like i don't think so but like hey there's worse things to be right you know to be compared to to, yeah i mean it it, it goes to show how like pop whatever um things they do um i do have another question for you there was you know ek johnson very vague about certain things for the lore nerds like us um, when she's mm-hmm. flying in, presumably to meet Maul, um, she drops out of hyperspace, a striking planet, red and black, and turns as clouds swirled across its surface. Their cover punctured uh, now and then by sharp spires and merciless cliffs hung below them. I mean, sounds like Dathomir to me, right? I was thinking Dathomir, right? Yeah, I had a Dathomir or or um, he wasn't on... Like was it Malachor? I don't think, but I don't think they had oh. spot. But they, I don't think they had spires. Yeah, it was a pretty maybe. flat planet. Yeah, but it's yeah, Dathomir. I think. Well, is Dathomir red? Yes. I always thought it was green. Uh, um, no, it, I think it's red. Oh no, you're right. From like Jedi, Jedi yeah. uh, Fallen Order, it's red. 100. percent Yeah, good call. It's got to be Dathomir. He must have ended up on yeah. Dathomir. Back I think then. it's just another yeah. massive hint. It's like in case you're wondering who she's gonna meet. Yeah, he's gonna she's gonna meet him. You know, and yeah, like, they just right. like. But I just find it odd. I mean, I don't know. I guess it makes sense that that's where um, he would be, like, call his home base and where he'd be working out of. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's a little on the nose. But, uh, you know, totally. okay, sure. No, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, because this yeah. all happens before... Um, this all happens before Rebels, and he goes back there. So he's... Yes. He's clearly has a familiarity with that spot. Yeah. And, yeah. This is like the biggest stretch of Maul. We have no idea what he's up to, yeah. right? Because like we we know end of Clone Wars, we kind of know he's taking control of the five syndicates is basically where we God, left him ish. I mean, but he had like gained and no, lost control of the Mandalorians. And then, yeah, uh, I think. Oh, so in the Ahsoka arcs in season seven that aren't 
war related, like early ones. I think she's on. She, I think she uh, discovers that there is a, a person above the um, pikes. And I think that's where we first see him right. cobbling together these syndicates. Yeah. So I yeah. thought it had kind of fallen through for him, but I guess not. No, like that still he's we, still leading them but he had tried we at least know he's on on that mission yeah. that seems to be what he's trying to do i guess I yeah i've seen so, him try to like bring people together i think when he was leading mandalore he was trying to sort of like before he did the mandalorian thing he tried to yep. you know put a union together of um cr- criminal elements and it felt yeah but it was black sun and um the pikes as well then so at right you know, back in the like savage oppress um days so yeah i don't know it, it's it's I, it's all very confusing it's very confusing i i also feel like you know this is a not non sequitur but it's kind of a random observation is that like so um kristen uh uh baver i think is her kristen name baver, i mean yeah. grant would know yeah. baver she wrote that like skywalker a family a family at war i can't remember that really neat like in universe biography written about the Skywalker family. Yes. And I want more of those. <laughs> like I need, I need someone to write and it's not just Wikipedia. Like Wikipedia is great. Yeah, sure. It's wonderful. I may have already added therm scissor punch to the crimson climb. <laughs> as we're talking. As we're talking. Good for you. Adam. Um, doing like you multitasking. I also, I was also coding. Like I was in the middle of it. Like you have to like, actually like do like an excellent, like to get it linked. Well, to I'm glad things. you're paying attention to what I was saying. I'm a hundred percent. You are though, which is odd. Uh, yeah, um, but I was gonna say, like, I just feel like Wikipedia is great. Uh, the fact that I can go in and change stuff means it's probably not written by the best writers in the world. Uh, and I just want someone to write, like, once we've discovered this, like, can someone give me Maul's biography of any Star Wars character? Yeah. That's the one I want. I want one because I have like his is the wildest journey yeah. in all of Star Wars. Yeah, it's like for ten years he was like in a trash shoot, like with mechanized legs or something, or like half a body, yeah, like just what, you know, like literally feeding off hate. Yeah, for like a long time. A long time yeah and then yeah yeah like years and then you know and then yeah gets his legs goes through all the gosh i guess the clone, i forget yeah the clone wars it's like he he led the mandalorians he like yeah you know resurrected his brother like you yep. know tried to recruit ahsoka um then led this triumvirate and then like was somehow that crumbled and he was like just alone on Malachor and then, you know, tries to have Ezra be an apprentice and then ultimately finds his doom um, where it started really with Obi-Wan. So Schneik is right. Yeah, I mean, and, and sorry, I mean, I, I missed the like yeah. Sith Lord part. I mean, just growing up and being right, trained yeah. as a, you know, a Sith Lord under Palpatine um, mm-hmm. is wild. Yeah. So true. Yeah. yeah. Let's get that story. <laughs> I, I need it because I do not like it's, yeah. it's, I, I there's very few like elements or or like different stories of Maul that I don't like. Like I like all of the stories we get of him. Yeah. Um, but it's my mind has trouble like like putting together the pieces of this is all the same guy. Yeah. Totally. Um yeah. there's another uh reference, like a, a cameo by uh Lieutenant Veers. Oh, yep, yep. I forgot just about that. Just a random Veers drop in there for some reason. Love it. Yep. Um, I forget which one Veers is, right? He becomes Admiral Veers. 
This, this right, right. Yes. He's the one that like he's the one that survives. Like, is he the one that doesn't get just killed? No, that's like Piet. he's the one that's that's Piet. Piet is right? the one that so actually Veers thrives, is... but Veers, I think, is Piet's um predecessor. Predecessor, right. The one who does get okay. Yeah, I think yeah, he yeah. does get he might be the one that gets choked yeah. out um yep. via Skype. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a little nod to the system we use here, um, since we're the only ones on it. Um, okay. Anything else from you? Sorry. I was like, do you have any ideas? Oh, here's five. Um, no, this is great. Uh, I, I just also wanted to shout out the, um, I, again, 95% of the star Wars books I, I listened to on audio on book on tape. Actually, this was, I, I'm getting better at like switching back and forth, which is, I mean, I don't want to like, you know, give free advertisement to whatever system i use but they do synchronously they do really well a good job of connecting the yeah. audiobook with the with the reading so you can switch back and forth yeah. um but olivia hack who i'm not familiar with and i don't i don't know what she does but she does the reading of this and she sounds oh. so much like amelia um like amelia clark that i was like did they get amelia clark to read this <laughs> book like, it's really dead on and then I was just like, no, because she's doing way too much voices, which is like nothing against Amelia Clark. I think is a wonderful actor, but I don't think she has that. I, I wouldn't assume that she would have that range of doing voices like impersonations because she does Proxima and it sounds just like I think Linda Hunt did the Proxima yeah. voice in solo. Like sound just like like Proxima. And I'm like, it's wild. It was really she did such a wonderful job of right. just sound great. I mean, her, good voice actors can kind of yeah. hit whatever pitch you need them to do. Um, yeah. I would have loved if it's Amelia Clark crush is like too strong a word but just like <laughs> out of bewitched i think there's something about her she's just so classy and so sweet and i just i love watching her and everything she's super winning and everything and like i like to watch like post game of thrones amelia clark where she plays like very very different characters yeah. from from um like all all of her names yeah literally she has 50 names in that. Yeah, and that's yeah. all of all have escaped me. Yeah. Um, but like, and I think she's really great in Game of Thrones. And 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 you know, given the thankless task of the final season, it does it great. No, she was like, great the whole and, way through. And, really and powerful she was great. scenes. Yeah. 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 I mean, that was a that was an epic. I mean, I liked her in um Invasions as well. She was fantastic in that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, Secret Invasion, she was uh we, we won't uh especially since Grant's not here. Uh, we won't go into that into that series. Uh, yeah, but I, I liked her character. Yeah, I just like her. But she is really good in that. Like, I, I, I think she is not my issue with that. I, I think she was really, really good in that. Um, she's also done, like, like three romantic comedies in the past, yeah. like, two years. And and I think I've watched two of those <laughs> on, like, on, like, a on a dreary yeah. Saturday night with my wife. And I'm, like, super charming, super winning. Yeah, yeah. Like, just... But really yeah, great. my favorite will always be solo with her. I just like it. I mean, too. I mean, I, I yeah. love Game of Thrones and, you know, I love the books. I love the shows Um, and, you know, watch them cult like with friends like that, that sort of tier. But there's just something she's just so charismatic in solo. And it's like she really is special I, to go back to what we we're saying earlier is just to go from a character that like literally her role is to be the romantic connection to Han that, you know, can never work out. Right uh to then like leave him in the lurch at the end of this movie yeah and to still be like yeah she's good though yeah yeah <laughs> like, no, no, she's a real yeah, one she's she's real yeah. she's good but i you know again game of thrones i will just say to take a uh, khaleesi's story 
like I, I remember watching it. I watched it in real time and I had never read the book, so I had no idea it was coming. And to watch that character in the first season be like a perpetual victim, yeah. like, like horrible victim. And then have this triumphant rise at the, I think at the end of the first season, right? When she gets the eggs burned alive yeah. and, the, and the eggs hatch. Yeah. It was like, that's amazing. And then you fast forward to her just being like the breaker of chains and all of those things. Yeah. Is it just shows the range yeah. that that actor has, yeah, yep. and by all of those different characterizations and that the and that evolution, yeah, absolutely. What an epic man! I can't imagine being on a show like that. It's just like, no. like what are you doing for the next ten years of your life? Like, and how old was she when that started? I don't know. I don't know. Like eighteen, maybe. That's the yeah. other thing that I can't get over, and it must be like the thing that actors think about the most. It's like the clock, like the clock is always ticking on you. Yep. And it's just like, I'm only going to look like this for so long and yep. I need to maximize my time, especially the guys that are like getting super swole, but it like, especially like female actors that are just like, all right, like, I, you know, I need to look a certain way, yeah. um, you know, to, to be in mainstream media all the time. So yeah. Well, and then you. to, to yeah. give like 10 of your solid years to like one thing is, is wild though. I mean, she'll live on forever with well, that series. I think. And to not, and to be able to do that and then have a, successful career afterwards like so many people i mean yes. mark hamill is like the poster boy right for for typecasting who's now having a moment at age yeah. something or whatever um have you seen the machine yet i haven't no i keep meaning to watch it um mostly for him i mean burton yeah. kreischer is also funny but like that i'm so fascinated to see who's playing in that and like he was on uh you 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 clued me in and he hasn't been able to talk about it on social media forever but the fall of the house of usher right he's oh it's fantastic yeah yeah he's so good in that and it's like he's one of those actors that it's like you can't like he's a bad guy but he's like you can't give him a gruesome end he just like no one wants to do that to mark hamill it's right. like yeah you know um mark hamill. Oh, he's he's yeah but he's like, so great in that but like, not yeah. giving up the voice acting i mean like his like the Joker on the Batman anime series was his like yeah. savior savior for a lot of the years. He couldn't get, you know, on screen acting gigs. And he's always like, anytime I hear the Joker, whenever I read the Joker yeah. in a comic, it's, it's Mark Hamill's voice and voice, yeah. and he's still doing it. Right. He's in uh, the masters of the universe. He plays Skeletor in the masters of the universe <laughs> series right now. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was, he's, He's yeah. done this like evolution into like all these new things because he's like a different actor now, but it's like a different character. Yeah, I think he wasn't in a lot of stuff because he didn't need to be. I mean, he was probably had to be stupid rich. After I, this. I, it is. But you hear him tell it. People were not giving him calls. Right. It really wasn't yeah. until Last Jedi that. He but I mean, like, finally... didn't he get a chunk of change enough? Like, oh, yeah. I mean, from I Star Wars. Think, so... I don't think he was hurting financially. Right. <laughs> like, I don't think he was ever like going yeah. bankrupt. But like. Right. I, he had he had some years that he was not happy because he he loves acting. Yeah. He wanted to act, and no one was yeah. calling. He's like in the Guyver movies in the late '90s or mid '90s. Don't look it up; they're bad. I watched them a ton when I was working in the. Do you say MacGyver? No, guy, just the Guyver. So take out the Mick off of it. It was like it was a weird superhero movie. They're not good. It's based on a, a comic, I think. But I watched them a ton when I was like 14 through 16 because I'm like it's the only other Mark Hamill I can watch post Star yeah. Wars. But then, like, The Last Jedi um, showed that he had the acting chops. And once that happened, the dam broke and he got he got these calls like he's really yeah. um, a wonderful one off spot on what we do in the shadows. One of the funniest yes. things I've ever seen him do. And just so good. But like, I love that he still does the the voice acting like I will, you know, yeah. watching a ton of cartoons now with with my kid. And it's just like 
Like every time I watch a new series, I'm like, when's Mark Hamill going to show up? Oh, it's episode <laughs> five. Oh, it's episode six. Like he just is there. Like he just loves the voice yeah. acting. It's wonderful. But there's a back to Amelia Clark, right? Very yeah. similar. She wasn't, she didn't have to have this fallow period right. waiting to come back. Like she's in all of these major things, which is great and doing tons of diverse types of, of work. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I think we did some good work on this book. It's great. I'm looking. For, yeah, uh, I'm sorry. I, I uh, have one have? more. I have breaking news. Uh, okay. Therm Scissor Punch's full name is Thermoculus. Yes. Christenvolt. Christenvolt. Scissor Punch. Christenvolt. Huh. I never yeah. would have taken him for a Christenvolt, but um, good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, like, that's we all. need. I mean, is that according to Wikipedia? Or is is it just? It like, is. It's. I mean. Thermoculus is like, yeah. How are we not always calling them Thermoculus Scissor Punch? Like we don't need the middle name, but Thermoculus Scissor Punch. He will always be to me. <laughs> he only lets his friends call him Thermoculus. Uh, it's yeah. Therm to everyone else. Therm Scissor Punch. <laughs> I think it's just that's just like the tail wagging the dog at this point. They're like, they're like, yes. No one is watching Therm Scissor Punch's like Wikipedia yep. page, so I'm just gonna make him be whatever he wants to be. Mm-hmm. Um, that's rad. All right, I'm going to wrap this up um, because this was a great time. I am, like uh, I said, uh, looking forward to hearing what Grant has to say about this uh, novel because I think this is right up his alley and they do, uh, you know, a lot of Grant things that Grant likes um, are, you know, going to happen here for him. Absolutely. Um, I think next week we're covering a couple uh, comics. Yeah, yeah, uh, we can do... I think right now we actually have a couple that are are, are open to us. Um, so why don't we finish the Yoda series? Okay. Uh, which is a couple of short runs, uh, but issues four to ten. Uh, and then how about the Darth Vader black, white, and red? Oh, uh, yes. That'll uh, be series, good. Which is each one. Uh, if you're curious, if you haven't read it, it's definitely worth writing. This is a thing they do in comics now. The reason it's called black, white, and red is because it's literally only those three colors right. in the panel. Uh, which is amazing, especially with Vader, because you get his eyes and other stuff and his lights as red uh, and his lightsaber, obviously. Um, but they're little anthologies written by um, multiple different writers that you normally don't get on this. Um, and we'll talk about more next week. But uh, one of the writers on this got they were able to springboard off of this into writing an, another miniseries for Star oh, Wars, which we'll talk about. Yeah, cool. Yeah, which I'm All super right. excited about. So yeah, super fun comics for next week. Um, plus yeah. maybe we'll do a little news roundup. There's a couple little bits and bobs. Stuff's um, dribbling out now. Feige the and strikes like, are off. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there'll probably be some more stuff there. So we'll talk about that um, next week. Thanks very much for joining us at the bar uh, and Cantina Chronicles. And um, we'll talk to you next week on Cantina Chronicles. Cantina Chronicles.